Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast, where we explore the opportunities and challenges of church building across Europe. Welcome to the Pioneers in Europe podcast. Today we are joined by Emilio and Leanne. Uh, they're coming from Basque country, and uh, right away that raises some questions. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, Emilio and Leanne, and tell us what is Basque country? Yeah, Basque country is a, a region between Spain and France, um, and the people, the Basque people is actually, uh, the Basque language is one of the oldest, if not the oldest, uh, language of Europe. There is a very strong tradition, there is a very strong uh, spirit of uh, nationalism as well. Yeah, I think um, not a lot of people recognize that, I mean, we think of countries in Europe, uh, but not necessarily these little pockets of of people groups how many how many basques are there in this region uh, altogether it will be around seven, 2 million basques but of those 2 million basques and the ones that there is 700,000 of which we call ourselves euskaldun euskaldun means that we have the basque language that we use the basque language for everyday uh, life uh, of those euskaldun 700,000 so let's hear a little bit about your guys' story um, and uh, tell us how you came to this this point in your lives. Um, well, we, we actually met in London uh, many years ago, um, and I'm Australian, and as you've heard, Emilio is Basque. Um, we spent most of our married life um, prior to becoming missionaries in Australia, um, started our family there. Um, then about seven years ago, we felt God calling us to the mission field um, and to the Philippines specifically. Um, but then while we were there, we um, became more aware of the need for people to be um, ministering to unreached people groups. And just we, it was a sort of a light bulb moment when we realized that Emilio's own people group were one of them, um, the Basques. And so we started looking into what it would mean for us to move to this mission field um, and ended up here just a year ago, actually. Wow, that's awesome. And so, Emilio, you're Basque, and um, Leanne, you mentioned it's an unreached people group. So, Emilio, how, how did you come to know the Lord? Um, as many Basques or Spanish as well, and I was a Catholic just by tradition, and then I went to London to learn English uh, only for three months. It was just a very intensive course. I didn't know much then of English, and uh, I still don't know much, as you can tell. <laughs> and, and then um, I just was invited. The family I was lodging with, they invited me to church, and it just happened to be the first ever Protestant church I've been in. There are no Protestant churches at that point in time. There were no Protestant churches in Basque. And it was actually um, forbidden, so to speak, uh, for us to go to any Protestant church. So in London, I had the first chance to go to a Protestant church, uh, not understanding the language, and that's where God 
and despite the barriers with the language start working in my heart and that's how i i was born again so to speak oh, amen amen so you guys met there eventually got married moved to australia to the philippines and then you said a year ago you found yourself uh, moving back to basque country uh, to try to just share the love of jesus make disciples come alongside the local church uh, tell us about that. Uh, what's been challenging? What's been surprising? Uh, what should we know about trying to establish and be part of what God is doing in Basque Country today? Um, it's only been 12 months, but it's been 12 months full of learning. Um, a lot of things have changed since Emilio came back again, and a lot of things haven't. Um, but one of the main things that we have seen is that um, the local church here is is very small. In fact, um, the Basque-speaking church um, probably only has a handful of members um, and there's a great need for, um, yeah, people here to be able to share the gospel to the Basques themselves, to those who speak Basque, the Oskolduns. I think that... Um... My experience is also, for me, that's what brings me back in many ways. You know, because, yes, um, the Catholic Church, of course, they speak Basque. You have services in Basque, you have services in Spanish, and then you have services bilingual. But um, they, are, uh, they are done in a traditional way. We are not living the faith the way that um, we live the faith uh, in the in in what is our relationship with Jesus. So really, people live in a relationship with Jesus in their own heart language, which is Basque. There are not many, and I am not saying there are none in the Catholic Church. No, I'm not saying that, but um, there are not many. So yeah. our heart is to be able to reach to those people the same way that someone would have reached to me if I was still living in Basque country and I still didn't know Jesus the way I do now. Yeah, tell me... Um... Tell me about why it's why you think it's so important that someone gets to experience and understand uh, Jesus in their heart language. Well, I'm going to give you an example that uh, when I become a Christian, I become a Christian in London, and I developed a relationship with God that it was funny enough in English. So I read the Bible in English, I spoke with God in English, and even, even to this day, I feel like my first language with God still is English. Now I do in Basque, and I do sometimes in Spanish, depends who I'm talking to. But uh, it's like when you, are, when you grow up in a family. You grow up in a family, and if it's a bilingual family like ours, you would speak with mom maybe in one language, and you would speak with dad in a different language. And that's your heart language. And it's very hard to change that. So it would be very good for many Basques to have that ability and that uh, open door to speak with God from their heart, not following just a, a traditional sermon or a traditional service, from their heart to pray to God, to talk to God in Basque. And the other thing is yeah. that the Spanish family is, the Spanish language is a... Um, imposed language for the Basque people um, so that there's um, their heart isn't really in the speaking of it. Um, their heart is in um, 
their own language. Yeah. Yeah, I can imagine that there's uh, something there that is even, as an imposed language, something even that they would resist and then to consider that their their language with God, that, that could be a difficult barrier for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, you, you mentioned, uh, again, because a lot of us don't have a, a lot of history about that, but, um, and I saw you recently did a, a photo essay that was beautiful, but in one of those pictures, uh, there was a picture about graffiti on the wall about freedom. Um, and so what is, what is the best kind of posture or relationship with Spain <laughs> or France? And um, yeah, that's a, a major issue that uh, we need to understand in Basque country because uh, you can't separate politics from everyday life. You cannot separate politics from religion. You cannot separate politics from faith. You cannot separate politics from language and which language you are using. So um, the Basques, uh, we are at the moment, we are an autonomous region. That means we have our own Basque government. Uh, we still depend from uh, national defense and everything. We depend from Madrid. And of course, we are part of Europe as well. But we have quite a good degree of autonomy. We have the Basque police and the Basque schools and, and the Basque tax system. But we are still, of course, like another 17 autonomies in Spain. And within those Basque, of course, there is a, a group that will actually be for completely independence, the same way that the Scottish, for example, may want to be independent from the UK. There will be Basques who are uh, pro-independent completely. Um, but apart from that, um, the language is something that will be always in the background. Because as Leanne said, uh, there was a time not long ago where language was completely oppressed by the Spanish. In fact, my surname uh, was changed by the Franco regime because it has a sound that was Basque. And of course, it was Basque. So what the regime did change some of the letters in my surname to make it look Spanish. Unlike that, there were a lot of things that were uh, oppression from the Spanish government towards the Basque. You know, I, I think of I think of the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter seven, where uh, there's that scene where uh, the Bible describes it as people from every tribe, tongue, and language. Uh, so the Bible tells us that there will be a multitude of Basque people uh, coming before the throne. Uh, and so you, you guys are, are part of working towards that end. Uh, tell us a little bit now, a year into it, learning, uh, in Leanne's case, probably learning more of the language. Um, but tell us uh, what, what, what's hopeful in that for you guys in terms of uh, just uh, the work that God has called you to and maybe the, the potential people that are listening to this that might be uh, feeling a, a call to reach out to Basque Country as well. It's funny that you mentioned that that verse, Mark, because um, that's a promise that we feel that God gave us when we came here, um, that we would see the multitude of Basques worshipping in front of the throne. Um, it's something we hold on to. Um, we, are, we would really like to see that happen, and but for that to happen it's going to take more people. So we obviously need more people. Um, and we need more people who um, are ready to be pioneers, who are ready to um, step out into new works um, and who are ready to learn about the Basque culture and the Basque language um, in a really deep way. Um, we, 
with Emilio's experience being Basque. Uh, we think one of the best ways that we can do that is to start a launch team, which is what we've, we're doing right now, um, so that with his inside knowledge and experience, um, we can help to mentor and, and guide people as they start to learn language and culture. Um, we see that as probably being um, two years intensive initially and then a third year on the launch team, the fi- third and final year on the launch team would be for um, investigating ministry roles and investigating opportunities with God um, throughout the Basque country. Wow. Yeah, I love that. I love that uh, idea of one leaning into uh, Emilio's history and background and, and cultural expertise there for a team of, of new people that would come and, and be a part of uh, launching a uh, work there. That that's that's amazing. So you say uh, language and culture. Um, tell us just a little bit. Obviously, we've talked about Basque language. Um, does that is there is there Basque language schools uh, in terms of just for adult learning? And then uh, yeah, just tell us about what what does it look like for a person to to get to the field and learn language and culture? Yeah, to me it was very interesting. I don't know, I wasn't sure uh, which way people coming from the States or from Australia or from UK or speaking, English speaking people um, to start with, they would make a transition. And there was a family here who arrived from the US and they have uh, four children. And they did an amazing example. I had an interview with him uh, a month ago and how they integrated and how they start learning Basque before they even start learning Spanish and how will the children, young children, uh, that will be another factor, by the way, young children coming here and they integrated in the Basque schools. And now, only 40 years later, I'm able to speak with him, with Jason, I'm able to speak in Basque and he attends all the meetings and even when we are worshipping, he is doing it in Basque. Yeah, there are schools here. Um, there are many different ways of learning the language um, because the Basque government has really been trying to promote it um, greatly over the last few years. So there's lots of opportunities and different ways of learning the language. Fantastic. That, that's amazing. And it, it's a beautiful, beautiful country as well. Tell us a little bit about how the the kind of territory and, and how has that shaped um the, the the people yeah it's is i would say a bit more than just hilly i mean it's there's mountains and not huge mountains the pyrenees are not too far they are only probably an hour or an hour and a half at the most and then you are getting to mountains but there is mountains in the in the past country and there is so it's a rugged uh, landscape and the sea is beautiful as well so for people who like uh, bushwalking or mountaineering or what a bit of rock climbing mountaineering and, and then surfing and anything to do with the sea it's a beautiful country in that regard uh, the people have been influenced by that so uh, in sometimes in the towns they can be very territorial as well because they've been isolated and towns can have their own little peculiarities as well so you we need to be aware of that and where we are and the different accents in the basque language as well uh, it made the people, as well, very hard workers. The Basque have a reputation of being honest, 
hardworking people and people you can rely on. And once you made a, a good friend in Basque country, it's a friend for life. That's awesome. That's great. Wow. Well, finally, tell me a little bit about, uh, you mentioned there is a handful of believers. So I imagine you spend some time working with them. What is what does that look like? What does ministry with them look like? How do, how do you encourage them? And, and, and how do you hope, uh, I, I heard you, you need more workers and you ha- want to have a launch team and we want to see that happen. Um, is there anything else that you uh, see in terms of vision of, of helping equip and make disciples in that country with the, starting with the local believers? Yeah, I've realized um more than ever, you know, like Pioneer says, they need to work with the local believers, with the local church. And yeah, one thing is the people coming from outside and having to learn the language and having to have the support levels they need to live here, having to have the visas, everything. But the local believers already have all that. They don't have those problems. So we need to potentiate. We need to empower people who are here, people who come anew to the faith, like we, at the moment, we did two baptisms uh, six months ago. And people like that, we need to disciple them to be the people that already are here. And they are the seeds for the Basque Church. Uh, people coming from outside, they will have two options. One is to be joining us in the, in the launch team so we can help other people uh, to come here and stay here for uh, a few years preferably 10 to 15 years, because by the time you learn the language, the culture, and you start being productive, that will be the, the time frame. And then those people who arrive and from the launch team, they want to go into the provinces, then they will have a time to see where God is leading them to. At the moment, in the Basque uh, group that we are, there are musicians, there are people who are writing poetry. There is an Argentinian family who arrived 12 years ago who are learning, who have learned the Basque language to a level now they can even write poetry in Basque. And he, Daniel, is writing a rap and, and singing in Basque. Uh, there is another Basque believer who is a professional singer. And there are people who are doing media work as well to, to let the Basque church know. Wow. Oh, I love it. I love love you guys' hearts. I love uh, just the, the artistic nature, it sounds like, of some of the people that you're already working with. And um, just pray. We will be praying for you that God will raise up more laborers for the harvest is plentiful. The workers are few. Um, but uh, thank you so much for joining us this day, uh, Leanne and Emilio. And um, we'll be praying for you. And let us know uh, on blogs or otherwise how we can Uh, continue to try to raise up workers and send them your way. Fantastic. It's been great to talk to you. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thanks for listening today. Be sure to check out our website, pioneersineurope.com, where you can explore how the Lord might use you for His glory amongst the people of Europe.